0: And welcome to Pod on the Dog episode 28. A big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this podcast. Now, Natural Instinct not only offer a complete raw food diet for your dog, but they also have delicious raw food treats for your hounds too. From white bay, bones, liver, turkey necks, mmm, and my poodle's favourite, chicken hearts. Delicious. And they're all frozen for freshness. So check out their website for the full range. It's bound to get those tails wagging. Make sure you enter the discount code VERITY15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. Now, I'm your host, Verity Harcastle, and you can find me at Verity Harcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in Dogdome. Now, my guest this week is someone that I admire greatly and someone who's judged me a few times and she's placed me a few times too. She's a poodle master and well-respected throughout the whole community MD at Transgroom and head honcho of Romania, this Belgium is mega talented and I'm super excited to learn more about what makes this lady tick. So welcome, a huge welcome to Kitty de Kiersgeiter. Now Kitty, I'm going to stop you there. Have I said your surname right? Because...
1: Yes, you have. It's okay. It's, okay, yeah, you did.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's great. It's very
1: difficult to spell my name or to say my name in English, but yeah. thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Thanks pra- for inviting was practicing. Me. <laughs> <laughs> now Anyways. let's let's start at the beginning. Tell me a synopsis of your journey to becoming Kitty the grooming star. I know you say you're just Kitty the groomer, but uh, <laughs> how did it all start for you?
1: Oh, actually, it started when we came back from Australia. My parents immigrated to Australia. We were living there. I was horse riding to school. We had a prairie there. And for me, that became normal because, you know, it was just the way it was. And then we, we, my parents missed the family and they re-immigrated back to Belgium. Mm. And then I had to go to the normal school. And I didn't, I wasn't, you know, integrating anymore in the normal school because, you know, I was used to Australian school where we were only like... A uh, hundred students in the whole school, and yeah. in the morning was lessons, and in the afternoon was uh, it was um, uh, sports. So mm-hmm. when we came back, I I was helping at uh, shelters, and I, I liked it very very much to help in the shelters, and I I, I had to cut uh the dog's hair with like a uh, very bad scissors there yeah and, yeah <laughs> it, and uh, I was like bitten by this this um the hair and the scissors and and that that's actually you know exactly where it started
0: <laughs> so you were trimming up these shelter dogs and yes, you thought I actually I hate school I love this this is what I want yes. to do yeah <laughs> yes yes Yes, and then
1: my parents. Uh, I was actually very lucky. I was around 14 years old, and uh, my parents took me to a poodle breeder, Mister Van der Navant, and uh, this wonderful poodle breeder, bless him. Um, he was about uh, in his uh, early. Uh, he was in his early 80s, and he was still uh, going to dog shows, and he had winning apricot poodles and uh, I I got 10 lessons of him and wow. I, I think it was about after the fifth lesson he had to prepare his dog to his, his dogs to go to the dog show mm. and he was trying to teach me on his dogs and he was uh, doing all the work himself as he usually because he couldn't give his scissors out but he was you know his hands were not so steady anymore and mm. he was a bit shivery and it took me you know great uh, I I was uh, I'm I'm not I don't have so much patience with people mm. and I wanted to groom so after the fifth time the fifth lesson I like took the scissors out of his hand and I said I understand what you're trying to say now give me that scissors <laughs> and I took the scissors and from that moment on, he, like, guided me to the lines. And for him, uh, you know, if you cut a hole in a line, it wasn't so very bad. And I'm, I never forgot that. Mm. So for me, still after 42 years, I don't really mind cutting holes in a poodle. I just go for the line and the angulations and seeing yeah, the, the muscles yeah, and the yeah. chest and the shape it's all about shape and you know when it's too rough it's okay you'll handle it and if you can't it will grow back anyway so don't be afraid to go and get for the shape
0: so he you became his hands and he was the eyes to start off with. yes exactly yeah 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 yeah. that's amazing what size poodles were they Uh, it was the middle
1: the middle size uh Mm -hmm. you don't have that in england uh it, it was from uh 39 to 44 centimeters. Uh, I don't even exactly remember how much it is now. Uh, I can be wrong, but it was around that size anyway. And anyway, um, then he sold me one of his dogs and Mm -hmm. that dog became three times world champion. And then uh, by that time, I was already having a grooming shop and I was very very uh, um, competitive shall Mm. I say Mm -hmm. so people came for example with an an English cocker to my grooming shop and I never groomed an English cocker because the lessons was with this poodle breeder
0: yeah You were trying trying to poodle your cocker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm back. I I just did something wrong, but now it's okay. Anyway, when my customer came in and I said to my customer, listen, I'm... I'm so very uh, happy I found this wonderful breeder that wants to teach me how to do uh, an, an English cocker and um, I will groom your dog but I'll take it to this breeder and I'll learn in the meantime and, mm-hmm. and, um, and then at that time I really uh, phoned everywhere where I could find a breeder to teach me on this dog and I didn't take no for an answer mm-hmm. because also at that time it wasn't so easy to learn all the breeds no and uh I went I, I went to a lot of uh, grooming uh, no 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 not not that yet I went to a lot of dog shows mm. and I was just um as a, you know I was 14, 15, 16 at that time. And I was just looking around how they groom dogs being annoying to all the groomers, asking questions. Yeah. Why do you use this? Why do you do this? And how come it's like that? And why is it so short there and so long there? And mm-hmm. how do you get this? And why don't you cut it? And why do you strip it? And when do you do it? <laughs> I yeah, was yeah. Annoying. All annoying. the questions. It, it, <laughs> and many breeders just sent me away. And uh, I didn't, I really, didn't take no for an ask I, I was I felt like I, I was stalking them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. anyway really you know I think breeders are they 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 have a passion for this breed, and if you show to the breeders that you are really interested in learning how to do exactly this breed, I think that was my strength in learning all these different breeds. Because then after I, I went like a, the Bouvier breeder, I also went to Theo. He was my my the breeder that taught me how to do do, do, do the Bouvier de Flandre. Mm-hmm and after this uh, course or uh, a few times going there to teach all about the the, the bouvier then uh, they had puppies and in in our neighborhood and the breeders kept on sending me their puppies
0: yeah
1: yeah and then these puppies need to to, to be shown show, show at the dog show and this is how i you know started my career i guess handling yeah I was handling at dog shows and then I saw more and every time like, I really wanted to see the best in show and then I was studying all the breeds and I kept my eyes and I took many pictures at dog shows of champion dogs and handlers and, and you know, I was everywhere I went, I had my eyes and I tried things along at home and, and you know, that's how it was, I guess, so so long ago.
0: That's fascinating. I mean, it's so easy for groomers now to get that sort of education. It's a lot easier, I think, than like you're saying. I mean, when I started grooming, I, you know, not not to the extent where you did, but there was no internet like we know it. There was no groups where you yeah, could ask right. for critique and all the rest of it. There was no yeah. internet like we know it. So I was a bit yeah. like you, you know, if I wanted to learn how to go to, a, a, to strip a terrier, I went to Yitka yeah. and I would spend yeah. you know I'd pester Yitka Yitka you know and, and yeah. the same yeah. with, with many of the other amazing groomers yeah. in the UK yeah. you know I'd be the same yeah. I was like you I was like a dog with a bone. Like, I oh, teach me I want to know everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but it's so interesting that you say this because you know if you're if you really want to learn it's it's, 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 it's no use going to just a groomer you know I always say it's like a recipe once you have a recipe and you can copy the recipe then you have your own good recipe mm-hmm. but if you go to start with there's so many groomers who are told who are told to like uh, shave cockers down and you know and, and and maybe they've forgotten to say that cockers really doesn't need shaving but in England there's so many cockers shaved and, and why mm, I, I don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't know I think about. it's do you
0: know why Kitty because I think we routinely spay and castrate dogs I think yeah. that a lot of pet owners as soon as they walk into a veterinary clinic they're booked in to be spayed and castrated oh and God, obviously as oh, yeah. you know it you know it ruins the coat and then you get these really woolly cocker spaniels and the only thing that you can really do is Baby. uh is to yeah. shave them Mm -hmm. that's that's the main problem why we see this epidemic of of clipping cockers in the uk
1: and here in belgium we don't do that we never Mm. do that and you know if you go to a grooming shop with your cocker or your terrier Mm. it's tripped it's not being clipped and the color stays nice and the 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 quality of the coat stays rough instead Mm -hmm. of going all dull and all soft and you know i think that's a bit the difference than in, in i think it is yeah, yeah because i think
0: it's hard to teach people that it's okay to keep the dogs entire in the uk because i think it's almost indoctrinated into people that they yeah. need to get this done
1: you yeah. know and they get yeah. it done
0: often at such a young age it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's frightening
1: so yeah and then after a few years i was uh there was a, an organisation an organization in Belgium making a grooming competition. So I said, yeah, I'm going to go there, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were with uh, six people at the end, at the finals, and the judges decided that we all had a very nice placement and they didn't really want to take one winner. They took the six or it can also be four. Was it four? I think it was four. Yeah, four, mm-hmm. four, four winners and uh, but they had a a ticket to go to Intergroom, which was in that time that was called the world uh, the world grooming competition and mm. when you won there you had the title of world champion so i said you know uh, i i'm never going to win that ticket because if it's a lottery I'm, you know and i didn't i somebody else won the ticket but we all could carry the title of Belgium champion, and I went home and I said to my parents, "You know, I want to go to New York." And I was fifteen at that time, and my, my parents said, "No, not. You yeah, can't yeah. afford to go to New York. That's, you know, that's very expensive. You know, forget it." Yeah. Never. I'm not going to forget it. I want to <laughs> go to New York. Come on, let me go to New York. I'll work for it. And then my my parents, "You want to work for it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure." So then I had a few extra jobs because I was spending a lot of time learning at at different breeders. Mm. And in no time at all, I had enough money to go to New York. And that's how I did my second grooming competition. And I arrived there with my own poodle. Wow. And I, I wasn't even 16 yet and i i I called Shirley carstone uh, uh bless Shirley and and she helped me a lot because she was uh you know taking sure I was going with the you know with the right people, and she was really, really, very nice to me. but after looking after then I had third place, and I said, "Oh my God." I only had the third place and I everybody was congratulating me, saying, Congratulations. And I was kind of saying, Oh my god, I don't want to be your third. I'm going, I'm coming back here. I'm, I'm coming back next year for first. Yeah. So I did. And that's so very how I competitive, going,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I went back the year after with a Sluber, a black poodle, and I did it in German clip, and I won the 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 poodle class. I wasn't world champion at that point. I won the poodle class, but you had to win overall to be the world champion. Mm. And then eventually, after many years, I did win <laughs> the world champion
0: title. Happiness.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it obviously shows that when you were so young, you had like this tenacious, determined personality, oh, yes. though, right?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes. After the first time I went to a grooming competition, I went back home and I felt like I, I missed time, which is normal when you, you know, you own, you run out of time and you want to finish better and more in the time mm-hmm. you've got. So I got back from that grooming competition and I studied. I, I was making a competition to myself all the time and uh the competition was if I could do it in one hour and 30 minutes mm-hmm. I had written, written it down and th- that same dogs the next time I had to do it in one hour and 25 minutes oh yeah I, I'm, I'm now speaking about the scissoring yeah and I I was uh making a competition to myself every single dog I do timing
0: timing yourself yes. timing mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah. I always think it's a really good I mean I know when I've taught people in the past like I've got an egg timer out for them and I have put it on their grooming table and I've just been like right time yourself because it's such a good way of speeding up your grooming isn't it
1: yeah 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 right yeah correct correct yeah but you know uh, over the years I've I'm a very how can I a, a very it's no problem for me but I am a perfectionist and it's difficult to work with me because I'm a perfectionist. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, normally in the shop or when you prepare dogs for the grooming, uh, for the dog show, you know, it has to be perfect. So it's Mm -hmm. not really about the time. It's totally different when you're grooming for the dog shows or when you're preparing dogs to go to Mm -hmm. a grooming competition. I know,
0: but when you're, when you're doing pet grooming, there's a time when you need to tell yourself to put the scissors down yes because I'm I'm a perfectionist as well and I just I could faff on a dog for for ages and I just think it's a pet groom put the scissors down Verity just leave it yeah
1: yeah 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 that's where I got things out of control because I couldn't And every pet had also had to go out like perfect. Like a showroom, I was going over it and over it and combing and scissoring and combing and scissoring. And yeah, yeah. But then I did it differently. I did it differently. Although I did the pet grooming, I had a grooming shop for 24 years. Mm. But like the last 10 years of that grooming shop, I put my prices right up because I had too much customers anyway. Mm. And I had to work like, I don't know, 14, 15 hours a day sometimes. And I Mm. was really, uh, I had many girls and we had about seven girls at one point. Mm. And it was not so big, our grooming shop. And I said, no, Mm. I'm really going to put my prices up. And I did and it worked really, really well. I had less customers yeah I had less customers but really nice quality customers yes quality yeah yeah, quality and I could really spend a lot of time on their dogs and they went out perfectly and yes I put my prices up but people see people people doggy people speak to doggy people and and that way they you know they found me and Mm. yeah yeah yeah, I had a really nice customer. I had customers coming in limousines and stuff wow. like that
0: with the driver
1: and, and, and uh, you know, the driver or the cleaning woman had to bring the dogs. And yeah, I had yeah. customers from Germany. I had customers from France. And I even had customers that, you know, had to overnight because the, it was too far for them to, 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 to bring their dogs to my salon. So,
0: Right. So a groomania chat for you. Tell me how did this start then because obviously you're so well known for greenmania now how did it all happen and also I know with covid and everything the show's been put on hold for ages so you must be so excited for it to return in 22.
1: Oh yeah, we we really we missed this so much. Romania mm. is such a big thing in our lives. Romania. It happened with a colleague of mine, Kitty Ponnet, and it happened in 2004. Um, in 2004, we decided we had to have like a seminar weekend, and 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 we had to bring people together. And it's still like that. We want to bring people together and we mm. want to spend a nice time. So I still remember the first time we did Grimenia, it was all about seminars, and and we had you know, we had a traitor coming with food, mm. and we had much too much food, and we went yeah. out, and you know, it was a really nice weekend, mm. and then we said the year after, you know, if it goes so well, why don't we make it a competition? Yeah, and um, we made the competition, but we we were very unhappy afterwards because we, we we did it and the light wasn't good and and, and we had so much ideas how to make it better and 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 the year after we had the lights done and 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 then we wanted to move venue because the venue we did it was already too small Uh (laughs) and and then we wanted to have like people coming from all over the world to do more seminars and better Mm -hmm. seminars and and at that time we went the first time to the expo to the big expo halls and that was huge so we had to have many people Mm. And we made a lot of noise and many people came and and we said, you know, we we have to make, we have to give something back to the groomers. And there's not many people who organize these things that are like us that were there. We did grooming competitions and we know how important it is to have a good table. So Mm. why does everybody use tables with legs and why doesn't everybody use electric tables? so you know or was that why don't when you do a grooming competition why don't you get a cart so you know we did all that and we had the lights and the music and the party and and suddenly grooming is one of the most well-known grooming competitions in the world and you know yeah I mean you just need to look at photos
0: of the you know your setup there it's phenomenal it's like nothing that we have in the UK you know, we're all yeah. turn up with our grooming trolleys, with our, you know, the <laughs> elephant feet that we stand our grooming tables on. Yeah. And you're just, you look so swish, like everything's black. It looks so sophisticated with your lights. And, oh, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, yeah, but I'm lucky to be the owner of Transgroom. So mm-hmm. my job in Transgroom is like finding new products. Mm-hmm. And what I do, for example, at like Groomania, like now we are now a year. Uh, we still have a year to go, but this month mm-hmm. I have to order the Grumania tables, and I don't like order the Grumania tables. I have a drawing in my head, and I'm 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 actually uh, designing my table that I'm going to use at Grumania next year, and the table is going to be exactly to all my wishes, and you know it's it's that's how it works, and it's just uh, you know it's a combination of everything, but. At Grumania, I need to have a new, a brand new table that's not on the market yet. It's going to be electric. It's going to, you know, it's, it's going to have arms that twist. It's going to have lights. Yes. It will have music, but I'd like to have
0: music. That would be amazing. Why don't I yeah, have... yeah. <laughs> Yes. Why don't we have speakers. a table with music? <laughs> I mean, it could maybe even groom the dog for you yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah, I want I want everything on these. Uh, you know, I, I, I just want to make something special uh, mm. and 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 I, I want to, yeah, do something for the groomers. So let's invite interesting people and yes. have some fun as well. Uh, because we, if you get ha-
0: those really good speakers in and you get those really good judges, then people come. Like, I know when I'm looking at a grooming competition, the first thing I look at is who's the judge you know for uh, yeah, the people, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, always like yeah yeah you know yeah, and if there's yeah, someone yeah. I'm like oh I really want to go just so that yeah,
1: they can yeah.
0: judge me yeah and, and but equally you know, like you look at the speakers for a lot of the American shows they have phenomenal people don't they who, who yeah, do the seminars yeah. and the speaking
1: yeah they do they do and next year it's going to be the same we're going to have phenomenal speakers mm-hmm. I can't say anything yet now but what mm-hmm. I can say is I'm so very proud to announce that next year we are asked again to host the World Team Grooming Competition. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we're so very happy. So grooming is going to be Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday will be the World Team Grooming Competition. Oh, and We exciting. have all these teams, and we're going to have all these groomers coming over, and I can't wait to see everybody. Uh, yeah, what it's, a, sh- it's what just, a show. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the nicest thing is the contact and, the you know, uh, getting the groomers together and having some Mm. fun together. That's Mm. really, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all me and Kitty Ponnet, and that's what we really like to do. So, yeah.
0: Amazing. So showcasing literally the best groomers in the world. Yeah. And spectators can come too, can't they, and, you know, enjoy enjoy the show, enjoy the seminars, and obviously watch, you know, the world's greats you know yeah yeah when I
1: when I come over to England and pass that little gap of water and I go to a dog show in England or Mm -hmm. to a grooming competition and I speak about Romania I usually say to the English people don't be afraid of that little gap of water if you take the train and go from London to Brussels do you know it only takes (sighs) one hour and the people say no nah. I say yeah it only takes one <laughs> yeah. hour with the train come over don't be afraid of the water <laughs> it's a big gap it isn't it for English people to come over
0: it's so funny I'm definitely coming I've um, yeah. I've actually booked to go to our tarot show in Barcelona as well nice. in, uh, in nice. November I'm not scared of the water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the nice. only thing that we have an issue with now is passporting our dogs and everything, you know, yeah. with the new restrictions and Brexit yeah. and all the rest of it. I think that there's a few more, and I think with COVID as well. There's a, you know, yeah. I think people hopefully they'll be eager to travel when it's all settled down next year. What's it, what's yeah. the dates, Kitty?
1: Well, Grumania will be twenty three, twenty four September. 2022, and the world groom competition will be the Sunday, the 25th. So uh, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I think that you know any groomers out there aspiring to try and better themselves, which we all are all the time, yeah. Um, yeah. should definitely you know yeah. take take a little trip over the water. It's not so yeah, scary, so- I promise, and you'll meet so many amazing people
1: so many amazing groomers who are well known and who who have something to show and you can just learn from them copy them and do the same in in your grooming shop and you know you you owe it to yourself when you are working every single day have this little bit of extra you know learn a bit more and you know, and grow, let your business grow, have more experience. It's it's so wonderful. And, you know, I wouldn't miss it for, for nothing in the world.
0: <laughs> and I hear from so many groomers that get a bit stuck in a rut, they get a bit bored, a bit tired of the job. It can be quite samey. So there's nothing more refreshing than attending, like, an international yeah. show like this to really spice up your drive again, you know, and forward, forward so... in the... Yeah,
1: and then you go home and you're very motivated to go mm. on and to 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 take this new technique or to to learn to, yeah. to, to you know to go and practice or you, you've bought a new comb or a new yes. scissor and it works yeah, better yeah. and it works faster and you've heard about this new conditioner there or this new spray and you try it out and yeah and I love that. that's what I like it. when I leave
0: Crufts when I come back from Crufts with all my things <laughs> I'm so excited for a two week yeah. solid of trying all these new things <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and you've met other groomers there where you can chat with them yeah it's just yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing it's an amazing feeling like uh, I've been traveling around the world so much and so long now and it's such a nice feeling because I have, like, friends everywhere in the world, and they're mm. just like me. And, yeah. you know, I don't have to be afraid of saying the wrong thing because they love dogs and they do what I do, and
0: they're yeah. just like me. You know, Absolutely, nice. yeah, like-minded, exactly. Like-minded, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. 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 Uh, you're so well-known for your poodle styling, obviously, especially your German trim, which is actually, by the way, you know, one of my favorite trims to do all yeah. my dogs. Um, yeah. What are you looking for in that beautiful poodle groom? Like what is it for you that sort of elevates that dog to the next level to give you that wow moment?
1: Um When I see a German, I see a German trim. I see like the angulation. I see like a powerful dog with a good chest and a good, um, what's the, the rib case. Yeah. And a good top line and, not too heavy, not too fine. Uh, you know, I would, you know, yeah, I, I, I just like it when there's elegance and angulation and it has, it's, you know, it's just um, very yeah. impressive. To they look, look
0: ready to, they look ready to go they look like fit for function in that haircut don't they like yeah like yeah. They, they, yeah. they look beautiful and stylish but also prepared to do a day's work <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and playful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they look it all oh, it's a
0: lovely clip that yeah actually side question this is not something uh that I plan to ask you but when you you and you've got a lineup of dogs, poodles, for instance, and they're all quite similar, and you've got one in a continental trim, one in puppy pants, but then there's one in German. Do you prefer those shorter, tailored hairstyles, or is it just whatever takes you fancy on the day?
1: I think I, I, if I had those three dogs in front of me, and I wouldn't choose a style; I would choose the dog with the best. A quality coat mm-hmm. and uh, and then I would ch- I if you ask me to choose one to groom I choose the the one with the best coat and groom it mm-hmm. yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: There's the, it's so beautiful when you have a, a, a good coat on the dog which is which is like a bit not not really so woolly Uh, just like uh, I wouldn't say I don't want to say rough but I want to say it has a bit hard coat
0: harsh yeah
1: uh, yeah and and you can scissor it and it's well prepared which is the most important of Mm -hmm. course we all know that uh but it's you know if you have a poodle with a woolly coat which is still a bit young it's very difficult Soft, yeah yeah, it's difficult to to do it so i'd go for the the best coat i think yeah i would yeah. go for the best style so you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. this that's a good point now obviously you groom so many breeds um, I've actually seen loads of your YouTube videos as well because you do lots oh on, <laughs> yeah, you do lots of on YouTube as well, like bisha like all sorts. Now, yeah. but what's your preference? I know, obviously, we know you love your poodles, but poodles aside, what's what are the preferences? Do you have?
1: Well, um, I, I I always uh, did a lot of stripping, mm-hmm. but now I have my Jack Russell um luna i i really like to uh strip more and strip often Mm -hmm. and um what do i prefer
0: Um, maybe you just maybe i i mean for me i just like a well put together dog i like i don't poodles aside i have no preference on breed but yeah. there's dogs that stand a certain way, carry them that, that just take that just make grooming easy. I love grooming those dogs that really show off the haircut. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I I I'm I'm strange. I like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. uh for example I've did only a few times in my life a Kerry blue terrier mm. but um I think I really really would like to do a Kerry blue terrier again mm-hmm. but um then when when I have like a dog which is like like my dog when my daughter likes to go to the dog show without dog and preparing the dog for a dog show is like very nice and then you go to the show training one evening and you say, Oh yeah, no, you see her walking and you clip, uh, you you strip a bit more on the top line and you strip a bit more there and there. And that's just like, you know, the dogs get attention at the, at the, at the mm. show dog training. And it's nice. And you do it with your daughter and you have a nice contact with your daughter. And mm, and then you nice. see other people, they come to you and they say, yeah, can you have a look here? What do you, what should you do? And, and, and and then you come home and you're happy because you're doing mm. exactly what you like and mm. that's fun and you know yeah uh, yeah 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 I just love it
0: <laughs> that's so nice you still work in groomer aren't you kitty
1: no no you no 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 I'm full-time uh trans groom yeah um and, and then, then grooming your own and, dogs and grooming my own dogs I don't groom for money never but I, I've been a, a groomer for 24 years. Mm. I stopped grooming. I sold my grooming shop in 2000 mm. and I started full time trans groom. And trans groom started in like a garage mm. and then two
0: garages. I've and seen they, your lorries. You've got lorries.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. We have 25 people working for us. We have wow. two warehouses now. Amazing. And it, and it all started with a dog brush, and it all started yeah. in a
0: garage yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so we started uh, we started transgroom after we before we sold transgroom actually because not many people know this but I had an accident with my right hand and I had a sudek astrophy and that made my hand um I couldn't groom for two years so in this period we started transgroom and they told me I could never groom as before Mm -hmm. which is not true by the way but and but in those two years we already mm. started transgroom. And I don't know, I need
0: to diversify. What can I do?
1: <laughs> anyway, I, I'm so commercially uh I have such a commercial input. Actually, I started uh selling Tekima, which is also my brand. Yeah, uh Tikima clothing in mm-hmm. 1989. I started Tekima because Takima had to pay for my trips I did all over the world for going to compete at grooming competitions. So yeah. I thought, if I have something, and I go to a grooming competition, which is costly, you know, you have to pay the hotel and the, the transport, mm. the airplane, and 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 then you know, I, I thought, let's do something there because that's where I want to be, and that's what I want to do anyway. So you know, you might as well try to have it pay for itself yeah so I, I started to sell these grooming clothing
0: I know to I've had I've had a few grooming tops yeah with the, yeah, with the yeah, little yeah. collars yeah. that come up yeah they neither yeah. the sizing's good as well because I'm quite slight and yeah I often find with grooming tops they're like tents on me
1: yeah so that's how Tekema was made and and then uh I think it was in um 1993 that Mr. Ed Geib, um mm-hmm. he asked me if I would be uh, interested to um, distribute his scissors in Europe, mm. and I said, uh, "Yeah, but they're so expensive. How can I distribute your scissors in, in Europe if I if I order a hundred, I won't be able to pay for them." Yeah. He said, no, 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 no problem. I'll just send you a hundred. And you can pay for them uh, when you when you sell them.
0: them. Amazing! Uh,
1: yeah, Ed actually did that with me. He trusted me, and it was it was really nice. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I started to distributing his scissors. So, uh,
0: okay, let's and and go Guy back. was Guy was so well known as well now, like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huge, so in nineteen ninety-two we started with the guide scissors. Guide actually asked me if I wanted to distribute, he said, and I says, Yeah, you know, I'm so yeah, happy yeah. that you asked me. And that's how we then started. And then we made wow. we, we the distributor of air very long, and we did it very well with these uh guide scissors. Yes. And then and with your the hand, hand
0: thing, you must have thought, Okay, I've got the scissors, I've got these grooming wear. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to add some more products to to this distribution. Uh, in
1: 1995, I met Darren, my husband, and um, and then I think we were already a little bit starting. Like uh, that was then Takima, the scissors, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think we had All Systems shampoo as our first oh, yeah. shampoo. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and in tooth in 1999, I had the accident on my right hand. And then we started trans groom. And at that point, I said, listen, I want to start selling things is okay. But what I really want to do is make our own brushes. And so mm-hmm. we did. And we're very lucky we did that. And now we have yeah. like uh, our brands are Showtech, Yento, Groomex, Tikima, and, and, uh, Showtech Plus. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. Now, what what would you say your favorite, like just a few of your favorite products or equipment things that you sell? I'll interject by saying one of my favorite finds that I found from Transgroom was your Yento combs because (laughs) they are such an amazing comb for their price. Like incredible. Like they're so fine. They pick every hair. I use a Yento comb Every single day is my day-to-day grooming in my salon. I love them. They're so good. Whenever I do my webinars, things like that, I'm always like, this comb, guys, it's like 20 pounds. It's a Yento comb. 20 pounds
1: amazing yeah yeah Yeah. this is you're talking about the yento scissoring comb yeah this is a very special comb it has very fine Mm -hmm. a normal comb has like a millimeter wide pin and this Mm -hmm. has like a 0.40 millimeter wide pin and they're very close to each other so if you comb with this comb just before you scissor all the hairs are it so picks straight up every hair yeah, and yeah. it picks up every is and make it straight and when you mm-hmm. scissor the scissors the, the scissor is the finishing stays nicely fine and and stays there and it's it's just yeah. very nice I feel like it's well, like
0: a hack product because normally you pay like over 100 pounds for comb like that and I just found this one at Crofts like yeah. maybe five yeah. years ago and I'm like ha like <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> This game is amazing. I
1: love it. Yeah, and it keeps on going for very long. Uh, Mm, You know what I like? I I like the fact that um, mainly our products, I said, uh, I don't want to overprice them. Mm-hmm. I want to have good quality products for a fair price. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me really happy when I can give something to somebody and say, look, look!" Uh, like now we have this uh, amazing line. We have the Showtech products. And mm-hmm. in the Showtech products, we have a full line of shampoos, which are the Showtech, but we have mm-hmm. the Showtech Plus And the PLUS stands for for better, more concentrated, better Mm. ingredients. Because Mm. before, when a long time ago, when we had to create the Showtech shampoo, we had to create this shampoo for this price. And Mm. this is what the market needed. So we had to go to different factories and we had to say, listen, we have this amount and can you please make a shampoo with this amount? Mm. With the Showtech Plus range, because now we've proven that we sell a lot, We can now go to factories and say, Mm. listen, what's the best ingredient? Show me and teach me what is the best ingredients that we Mm -hmm. can use to to improve the shampoos all over the world. And and this is natural and this is not natural. And we don't want the silicone and we want this. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. and then these factories send us samples and we can send them back and say, no, no, we didn't really like them. Can you try a bit harder, please? Yeah. So... The last two years, for example, we were working on a full new line for the Showtech Plus Shampoos, mm. and we created a fantastic – oh, it, it's so exciting, and now they're all out and people are using them and we have very good reviews. Oh, like, I can't wait to do, try. Yeah, we, we have this amazing Timaha shampoo, it's called, and it's with, on base of clay, and it doesn't look like shampoo. If you open the bottle, it's like a broken right. jelly. Yeah. And it's when you when you shake the bottle, it's, at, yeah, it's like the jelly. Wow. But it's a, the, the base is clay, it's a detoxing shampoo mm-hmm. and it's concentrated probably one to thirty. So it's very economical in use mm-hmm. and it's it just detoxifies the uh, detoxes the skin and the coat and it's just it's, it's it's an amazing result. And as soon as you start using, you have this foam. And it's so wonderful because when you are rubbing the dogs, you have this, you have this lather. And wow. It's just, yeah, for me, that's like, um, yeah, it's better than drugs, shall I say. It's yeah, it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know you love you can... your,
0: I know you love your products. When I've watched your videos before, you make yeah. some concoctions with your shampoos and you condition you put this on the dog, <laughs> that on the dog. And I love that because that's how I work as well. I love a product. I'm like, okay. yeah. yeah, And I love yeah. trying new products and that sounds fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't really have a favorite product, but I I do like, there's somebody else now going to the dog shows with our products. And it's, uh, it's Hendrik from Dir Gigant. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's just taking all our products to the dog show. And we are going to, with him to the dog shows to support him. He's a young guy. And, you know, you want to help him to create his business. He's doing a fantastic job for Mm -hmm. us. But going with them and and like helping the customers and 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 you know you have a good product like yeah you you spoke about the Yento combs, mm-hmm. I, I when when I see a Bettlington terrier which is a bit curly and very linty coat. Me, yeah I, I can't stop saying excuse me I have a beautiful uh, a very well a good comb for you can can I show you and the people are going. They don't know me for example and yeah and they're the going, oh, oh, we have a lot of combs you know you're not going to be able to help me and, and then yeah and I say if you if you let me just 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 show you just a little bit on your dog you'll see what I mean yeah. <laughs> and then they go oh my god yeah give me that comb <laughs> yeah yeah and I can first, imagine didn't really yeah yeah and, and and also sometimes you know the people don't know you and you say can I help you and they say no, no, no. We're just looking, <laughs> and then you you start peeking to somebody else, and they're asking you advice, and you see that the neighbor is listening to you, and then afterwards they're, they'll ask you everything because you, they they've heard you're passionate and you have a lot of experience about grooming and products, mm, and mm.
0: just it's fun. It's not. It doesn't feel like work for me. Well, I always love stalking your standard crufts because you have yeah. a big standard crufts and uh, yeah. and I know I know it's a family affair. Normally, you've got your kids helping you. I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping that when mine are a bit older, <laughs> I can enrol mine into dog shows to be uh, yeah. to my be my trolley girl and boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's a pity. I'm going to miss that because now with the Brexit, we won't be able to do that anymore. Oh, that's no. going to be a change. No, no, no. We won't be able to come over anymore. If we come That's... over, we have to, like, pay taxes on everything Wow! To no export. Way. And then we have to... That's going
0: to change Crufts so much as well. Yeah, yeah. Not just yeah,
1: for you, but yeah,
0: there's a lot yeah, of yeah. international wholesalers yeah. that come into the UK, yeah, isn't there?
1: Yeah, <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all going to change, yeah. I'm going to miss that one very yeah, much. I'm yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. But groomers uh, uh, have a lot of products from us and uh, groomers are visiting us uh, mm. that's a uh, uh, an english company uh, groomers or groomers are, online yeah.
0: if you go if you just oh, search on google general, groomers yeah, online yeah, it'll yeah. bring up their website we might
1: be able to to come over and help groomers with the products they have from us so yeah, that's your line our of products, suggestion. Yeah.
0: now here's a quick one how do you stay up to the minute with grooming styles obviously you know you've been in the, this game a long time you know styles are evolving all the time so how is it that you try and stay up to the minute like where do you look
1: well before before the covid there were like uh, everywhere dog shows and, Mm. and when when you're passionate about passionate about grooming you always see the best in shows and you always stay and study the dogs and if it was you know 10 years ago or 20 years ago I just you know I'm sorry, but when it's time for the the big ring, uh, I just love to go over there and see the dogs. And you know, I, you know, I love see to who's see who's winning. Them yeah. Who's winning? Yeah, and and you know, you 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 just love dogs and you want to see them walk and you want to see them in the big ring and you want to see who's won and how they're groomed and how they're styled. Mm. And I think that's that's the most automatically you're – you're, you know, you're brainwashed, and you go home and you see what's, you know, what's up to date, and you can, you know, yeah. That's and how also, I think.
0: as well as uh, the big shows, I know, especially in the UK, the big dog shows as well. You get a lot of international competitors, so it's really interesting to see how styles are slightly different on the continent. You know, you'll get these amazing poodle groomers coming over from Russia. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and all over and you just think you know you I know when I've been there before I've got my dog already and I'll be proud as punch oh I think my dog looks great and then I'll look over and be like <laughs> What is this magnificent beast next to me? Mine looks like a heap of crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, that's very hard when you're in the ring and you realize that I know that you have so much people you have so much influence from all over the world mm. and it's true the russian groomers are such fantastic groomers but the yeah the they're, they're very up to date and they they create mini new lines and also the American groomers. And, mm. you know, it, it yeah. sometimes it comes over from America or it's not very well accepted. Mm. Like, for example, the Bouvier de Flandre, mm. it's never came over. And I love the way that in America they groomed the Bouvier de Flandre. It's with more elegance, I think. And in mm. Europe, where, you know, in Belgium, where I live, it's mm. never it's never been so accepted. still very
0: natural as yeah. We, yeah yeah it's a bit like yeah, it's a bit like yeah. our working breeds in the UK yeah. you just need to look at America to see how they're grooming their English cocker spaniels yeah and then look at the difference in the UK in the show ring it's still very natural in the UK they yeah. don't have yeah. this beautiful finish for instance I know it's obviously a different shape that they create in America yeah. to what the, we do in the UK, but I just mean the overall finish, the style it's yeah. you know is, is totally different. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. Some, like no offense, but some dog shows you go to the UK, you think they even bath the dog? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's so actually, Emma, that's not only in the UK, is it not? Yeah, some people are just convinced that uh, yeah, not washing is the way, but you know, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Abby, you just need to go to
0: dog shows yeah. stroking all the dogs and then I'm rolling the grease off my hands like, <laughs> <laughs> when did this dog last see about? bath? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. um, But, yeah. I mean, I think with the... Uh, like, you just need to look at how poodle styling's changed in the UK over the last sort of 20, 30 years. It's an incredible difference when you look yeah. at the older show photos, the yeah. dogs, are sort of the dripping with coat really heavy and how... Yeah they've changed to be so much more elegant we're taking a lot more coat off them nowadays yeah. aren't we yeah sort of very, many yeah. years behind the scandinavian styling which was like our styling now 20 30 years yeah. ago finally we're putting some yeah. style and elegance in our in our dogs
1: yeah right you're right i remember very much and when i see the pictures now of the grooming we did like 40 years ago I'm going mm. oh my god did I do that I'm it's got no legs one on its table. legs then. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no legs and it, it's top knots more hanging in between its legs rather than on the top of its <laughs> rather than on the top of its head <laughs>
1: yeah yeah yeah. and his body was so heavy and long and yeah yeah. oh my gosh yeah it's that very big difference yeah yeah yeah. very very big but it was fun then as well you know it is of course
0: of course styles change that's all it is it's just you know maybe people will be looking back on the photos of our dogs in 30 40 years time and be like what the hell is is it? yeah look at how much coat they took off the dogs or I don't know I don't know where he can go from now to be honest I'm not quite sure but yeah yeah, yeah. I think the yeah. newest thing I heard is whiskers there's a lot of movement towards keeping whiskers on poodles um, yes I you know. know yeah there might be legislations coming in where we can't any longer shave uh, a the poodle's whiskers. mouth like we normally like we normally do and I was thinking <gasps> how can we get around that? I mean, they're all going to have like donut (laughs) mustaches. We're going to go back to Winston Churchill's era where they're all going to have these little mustaches on their faces again.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm imagining now dog shows. (laughs) All these different styles. (laughs) Like we can go
0: French, you know, little twizzle on the end of them. (laughs) I mean, there's no breed standard for that, is there? I mean,
1: we're just gonna no, have to figure no, it out. No, no, no. Yeah, but you're right. Maybe we are going that way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's
0: more natural again, isn't it? I mean, obviously we've stopped docking yeah. a, a while ago. Um, but uh but yeah, and I know I've noticed a lot of breeders as well nowadays. They're they're leaving their dew claws on the dogs a lot more. You know, we we are yeah. going more natural route. And I think um, obviously and, the whiskers um, thing is.
1: And, um, for example, in Germany, you're not allowed to use a table noose or a table frame. That's not allowed there anymore. Wow. And, and Luxembourg dog show, apparently they were not able to use a table frame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and soon the the animal protections are going to say that uh, stripping is cruel and we won't be able to strip the terriers anymore. Wow. And I don't know where we're going.
0: Yeah wowzers I mean um I don't use a I don't use a table frame anyway for trimming my poodles because it just gets in the way generally yeah it's, you know I'm yeah. fine too but uh but I mean grooming salons it's necessary well it's for, the safety isn't for it? safety it's I mean always. we don't string yeah. them up but it's just to yeah. make sure that they don't take a leap because they're not used to Standing yeah. on a table like our dogs exactly. are. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they say in the UK we shouldn't be putting any hairspray in our dog, but let's face it, you know, everybody does until a steward walks past and we all scramble and hide it. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It just exactly. naturally
0: stands up this <laughs> tall. <Stroll. laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess at some dog shows they're going to have, you know, really people protecting the dogs from every corner and we won't be able to use any hairspray, but... You know, I I don't know.
0: Uh, it's maybe we'll see different. more German. Maybe we'll see more German trims.
1: <laughs> maybe it's not yeah. such a bad thing. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. not such a you know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, obviously we can show our dogs in these styles now in the UK. Um yeah. You just don't see it so much. People are still no, very reluctant yeah. to take them out in these styles, which is you of know, course
1: because it's and when very a dog impressive.
0: wins, like yeah, and when a dog wins in a shorter style, it's always like, oh, did you see? You know it had a cut down coat and it won and it's just like it's the thing so but maybe we'll see more and more of it because let's face it it's a lot easier for us guys
1: (laughs) yes it is it is it is but it's still so impressive when you have a like a a black male dog in continental Mm. standard poodle it's just oh wow yeah
0: I know for days I know it's crazy isn't it yeah 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 Yeah. now if you didn't work with dogs parallel life perhaps what do you think you'd do kitty what would what would be your job (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my gosh It's a, this is a, a difficult one do you know what i i, I have to say as it is eh? i think i would live in australia mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, farming our own vegetables um and riding horses around and, and living you know, off the land and, yeah i think if i wouldn't have that i would have that nice And uh, I think I would also be traveling on a boat somewhere, on a sailboat with my husband, because that's his thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, we we need to maybe make you money somewhere because this sounds very expensive. (laughs) A big ranch (laughs) in Australia, a sailboat.
1: (laughs) not so sure about that big branch, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, when you when you have something so nice as transgroom, all your money is uh, caught up in it, mm. because uh, for us it was always no qu- no doubt, you know, what mm. would you like to have? Would you like to have a new clipper and spend so much money on a new clipper, or would you like to do something private? I mean, there's never actually to the question, we just... Reinvest invested, in your company all and, and the time. Continue and tran- mm. transcribe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe your children will have the sailboat and the big ranch in Australia. probably. One One day. One day. One day. <laughs> one day.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: now I ask everybody this: What's your proudest moments? It's boasting time. What are your standout proudest moments, Kitty?
1: I think my proudest moment, uh, the biggest change I had in my career was when I won the world title of world champion poodle groomer. Mm. That was a big one. That was so very important to me and it was so very nice to to win that and I had to work very hard to get there and it was a very nice one. But Mm. to be honest, that was in 1997 and it was the most beautiful moment But after that moment, I had something like, yes, okay. Now I had everything at the dog show. I was handling dogs. I handled mini champions and Mm. I wanted to be world champion. And here I was world champion. And, you know, I I like said, I I said, hmm, yes, um, next. I had nothing. uh, It was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And, and so it was transgroom and mm. and you know and i knew when we started transgroom that my grooming shop had to go but actually after 24 years you have some problems you have back problems you have oh, shoulder yeah. problems you yeah. when you do it so intensively because not only doing um you know every day grooming at the weekend we were at dog shows and handling mm. dogs and we were busy with dogs all the time and 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 you know it was very nice but on your body it's very hard
0: Absolutely. and then
1: um we started we continued doing shows and dog shows with our with Tikima and with the scissors and then we had all systems and then actually i had an accident i had a fall and my hand was damaged and um i had to go in the plaster i didn't realize all this at that time but that was actually the time uh, my hand was in a plaster it became all black and and uh, the the circulation wasn't going it was really very bad for two years and and um during that time we decided to sell the grooming shop and it went very very fast uh and um, we 100% continued to put all our energy in You put in all your energy
0: in trans. But, but, I mean, obviously, that must be so proud because look what a successful business it is. And, you know, yeah, you employ yeah. all that, you support all those families, yeah. employ all those staff, and, you know, yeah, you're creating yeah. amazing products yeah. for groomers like yeah. myself to enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have such That's a amazing achievement. team.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. we we have really, uh, we have many groomers working for us and Mm. all the people that work for us are like very passionate and they're all, you know, um, how shall I say, it's very uh, familiar. familiar. Yeah, family
0: orientated.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 and uh we're we're not very bossy and we have people we've given everybody their own part of the part of the trans like Dieter is involved in the dtp yeah. section this is copywriting, making video, making catalogs, and he's the boss of his area. Mm. And Somebody else is the boss of the warehouse and mm. somebody else is the boss of the sales. And we have really like uh, people that work for us and it's like they have their own business. It's really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's fantastic. And also when he speaks to a lot of groomers, that I think it's so important to have a get out plan because this yeah. job isn't maybe one that's going to suit you you know longevity wise because it like you say it's so hard on your body I could it's it's okay for me now because I'm a mother so I and I do all sorts of different things not just grooming so I feel like I have you know it's not just all day every day But I can understand for somebody, if it's there all day, every way, only source of income, it's really good to have in your mind, okay, what would happen if I did break my arm? What would happen if I did break my leg? It's good to have that sort of plan B, that get-out, which obviously you did and you ran with, and it's been a huge success.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the only advice that I can give uh, people that are listening now and have been grooming for a while I'm just, I, I can just ask you to just be careful with your, with your techniques. So you use this, the good techniques mm. and be careful not to, not to buy the cheapest table, but buy the table that goes the highest for you yeah. and, and, and use the dryers that have the most powerful airflow so you mm. go quickly, and mm. if you can save some time using snap-on combs, do use them. They're there to help you to go faster, definitely. And it makes you make a little bit less scissor work in your commercial work. Mm. So everything that can save your body or your time, you know, and takes a bit of money, don't worry, uh, do it, buy it. If you hundred percent, and you're client, you're out there
0: developing these products with yeah. this in mind you know yes you know when yes. you're creating yes. you know these yeah. different products like like for me I'm very tall so yeah. trying to find a table that goes tall enough for me without me hunching yeah. over that's quite that was hard for me to find one so it's good that yeah. you you know you're creating these products with people in mind you know yeah. uh, saving our bodies because you know, yeah let's face it yeah, exactly. we all start falling yeah. apart as groomers you know <laughs> <We> all, <laughs> yes. it's like a mother's meeting when you go to a, a grooming show we're all moaning about our bad <laughs> backs and our bad <laughs> knees and <laughs> yeah, our sore yeah. yeah. elbows you know if you do all yeah. like stripping I know you know yeah.
1: yeah 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 I know I know all about it and I have people like elderly people who still groom and they have to do the dog in three four sessions because it oh. can't go in one time but they still keep grooming you know yeah it's, yeah yeah
0: because yeah, yeah. because we love what we do <laughs> yes <laughs> of course <laughs> now then now with the end of episode 28 i'm going to finish off by asking kitty my quick fire questions these are just literally one to two word answers so are you ready yes your dog food of choice hills favorite place to walk
1: Ardanen yeah you won't know where that is no it's it's in Belgium in the woods yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) number of dogs under your roof
1: number of dogs under my roof one the princess of all
0: (laughs) king of the castle
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) one
0: If you were a dog, what breed of dog would you be? (laughs) Puru. Of course, it's a
1: popular answer. No, I I have to say standard Puru,
0: please. Okay, standard. Favourite holiday destination? Uh, Corsica. Nice. Your favourite overall breed of dog? Puru. Of course, <laughs> I could have answered that one for you. And what would be your worst nightmare dog breed to own? What's just not for you? Uh,
1: that's a difficult one. I think um, um, not, um uh, uh, a Pekingese.
0: A Pekingese, yeah. I mean, obviously, Pekingese. we love all dogs, but you know, some just aren't for you.
1: I was bitten by a Pekingese as a child. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kitty's
1: got these flashbacks when she's used to sleep. <laughs> I, 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 as a child, I couldn't stay in, off any dogs. I always had to touch it. and My parents always said, Get your fingers off, you're going to be bitten. And they said, I'm not going to be bitten. And And, then bites. Yeah. and one time I, I was bitten by a yeah. I was very small, but I <laughs> never forgot that one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but i still couldn't get my hands out of the yeah. dogs i still was so was, attracted uh, my, to my old.
0: nana always had when we were growing up With my nana's had many breeds of dogs but um the ones i remember the most she had two lasses and yeah. oh they were so grumpy and i was the same i wouldn't leave them alone i just wanted them to be my friends and they were just grumpy <laughs> dogs they just know <laughs> and they used to always nip me and i used to go back for more just oh just still <laughs> next time won't bite me so hard on you yeah Yeah. (laughs) now that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me and kitty kitty can be found on instagram at kitty de kirsgeiter that's k-i-t-t-y d-e-k-e-e-r S-G-I-E-T-E-R and also ensure that you check out her videos her content's always brilliant and look on the Transgreen website her amazing new products thank you to everybody for listening and if you don't do anything else make sure you subscribe to Pod on the Dog now a big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this episode check out their website and make sure you bag yourself some of their naturally delicious dog treats and when you do tell your dog I sent them so that they thank me now and don't forget to use that discount code Verity50 so that's a bye from us bye thank
1: Thank you so much for having me thanks for talking to me you're
0: so lovely Kitty thank you thank you you so much bye bye